Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, Hello everyone and welcome again to the podcast of the show of the books of the George R. R. Martin post Game of Thrones. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, aka El Perrito Super Bonito. And uh with me as always, the one and only Brooks Oglesby. How's it going? I'm Brooks, aka Jumbo Size Spicy Big Dad, <laughs> aka Senior Mints. Senior Mints. You're my, I'm the uh, super mega son. Yeah. You're a spicy jumbo big dad. <laughs> and uh, if you notice, it's, it's just us. Yeah, it's, it's a classic. Dynamic duo returns some vintage post-Game of Thrones. We have our uh, listeners draped over the second rope. And we're <laughs> about to drop them onto the mat. And with that, <laughs> the first wrestling <laughs> reference, we, we we got it out of the way. Yeah, now we can focus on content. Content. So, yeah, we have a... I feel like we have a lot more time now. Like, you know, it's just the two of us. We just get to kick back and enjoy the shit show. Yeah. I only have to talk over one other person this week, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do our best to, you know, continue Make up the, the difference. Show. Yep, there we go. Right yeah, now. there we go. We're already doing it. <laughs> uh, this episode... What was it? Episode 4, Season 1. Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things. So what'd you think of it? Um, I I liked it. That's kind of a running theme with Season 1 so far. Mm-hmm. It was... I always just kind of, like, say offhand that it took me, like, four or so episodes to kind of really get into the show. And going back into it, that that is exactly true. And this is pretty much the episode where it, it just, like, clicked for me. This is the point. And, yeah, the narrative kind of like shifts back on itself, and you find out you allegedly find out who sent the cat's paw, and you find out you know the John Aaron murder mystery is in full swing, and it's been long enough to where I care about these characters, so it's like it's yeah. just such a different show from what it becomes. It's incredibly different. It's, like, and it's I, so nice. I can't imagine that some. Oh, hang on. Okay, where were we before we were? <laughs> uh, we were we were having well. I was saying that it took me a couple episodes to get into it, and that was true. <laughs> and here we are now into it. This unedited thing that that is just one long take. I'm just from. I'm just gonna edit it so that I'm just talking constantly about things that have nothing to do with the show. Yeah. I'm just gonna be talking about, like uh, I'm gonna talk about Hoagie Fest. Oh my God! Do you have Do you have that where you are? Yeah, we we do. Oh, I guess you guys are kind of the OGs of Hoagie Fest, uh, actually. Yeah. Which I'm fake as fuck because in in New York, where I'm my birthplace, we call them uh, a submarine sandwich is called a hero. You know, I've heard that, but I wasn't ever sure where it was called. That. Not called a hoagie. And people down here get, like, down here. I'm in New Jersey now. It's not like <laughs> I'm down south. 
It's it's the South as much as Florida is the South. Yeah, it's the South of New York. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone gets so mad about it, but I still enjoy them and eat them, like, every day, so. Yeah, Wawa is the only place where I actually call them hoagies, because I'm respectful, and that's what they call them there. Yeah, it's plastered everywhere, so. Yeah. It's like, I go to Subway, I respect them, and then, you know. <laughs> One Subway, please. <laughs> uh, what type? Ah. <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> anyway, Game of Thrones. Yeah. How did this one start? <laughs> um, it started with a crow, and and Bran was doing some archery. And at this point, I was like, I didn't, I didn't remember the scene at all. So I was thinking how obvious they were making the whole three-eyed crow Bran thing. But then it, I realized that it was a dream. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, that's still obvious when you've watched the show, but not. Sick not like not like slapping you with with its dick in your face. Yeah. The way that I thought it was at first. I like how Bran's dreams is just him walking. Yeah, like, it's... <laughs> he's a simple kind of man. Uh-huh. Simple kind of Bran. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and then, as soon as he wakes up, like, Theon comes in and is just being a dick for no reason as usual. Yeah, he gets, like, he pulls a Rob and tells Old Nan to fuck off, mm-hmm. just like Rob did. But when Rob does it, it's okay. Yeah, because old man just like I remember bad dreams. They're all liars. <laughs> and Shut then up, we get man. the uh, introduction of the MVP, the best character in the show. Oh, that's true. The first meme character. First meme character, Hoder, shows up, and uh, that he's he's named that because that's what he says. Yeah, it's Pokemon style. And no one will ever let you forget it. It was really weird in season five because. Um, Spoiler alert, uh, Hodor's fine, but he just wasn't in the fifth season. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were, there was a, I felt a sharp contrast in the amount of Hodor meme content. Yeah, that it I consumed. dropped drastically. I mean, season six, full steam ahead, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But. Maximum Hodor. Yeah, I think that might have been my major problem with this, this fifth season. There just weren't a whole lot of, probably minimal meme potential, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no sick memes. There's like, Stannis saying fewer, and then dead pussy. Like shame was all right. It's it's, it's got some legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But oh, overall, th- there was just us like grasping. Yeah, any shitty joke we could latch ourselves onto. <laughs> right. Because that's basically what season five was. Yes. Boom. Got him. Hot takes. <laughs> Hot takes. Uh, and then Tyrion is here. Immediately, like he sure is. This. Uh, we we mention it every single episode, but just the timeline, the space time is just like it's, he was at the wall, which is closer to Winterfell, but still, he's it's been three hours and he's visited Winterfell twice. Mm-hmm. It really has, and uh, he's just why is he here? Like he's being a real asshole in this episode. He is Tyrell. like it. Uh huh. I love it because it's honestly closer to my reading than like season, like later seasons Tyrion, who is just like a perfect baby angel who just can never, can do no wrong and everybody loves him. Mm-hmm. And sex slaves offer him free sex and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But like, the way that I read him in the books was that he's, he, he's, he's, he's actually oppressed for being a dwarf. Mm-hmm. But he, he kind of takes that too far and, 
thinks that it's the only reason people don't like him when it's also because he treats people like shit. <laughs> yeah, that too. But he just, he, like, he'll just, like, slap Shay and then she'll get upset and he'll be like, oh, yeah, of course she's upset because I'm a dwarf. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you're, you're being an asshole. <laughs> and this is, this is what he's, like, he comes to Winterfell and he's like, yeah, hey, Rob, uh, it sure was nicer around here when your br- little brother could walk. And then Rob kind of gets upset mm-hmm. and he's like, oh. Being rude to the dwarf, are we? <laughs> typical. Yeah, typical Starks. But then he gives like, here's my secret blueprint for a riding. That was the most anachronistic blueprint. Like that looked like <laughs> it was industrial era. They just ripped a page out of Popular Mechanics. <laughs> He's like, just... here, take a take a look at this, my steampunk horse riding device. Yeah. And I just want to point out because uh, was it uh, Hoder's carrying. Bran, but he's yeah. but Bran is like sandbagging him so hard. Oh, for real! Like he's trying his very hardest to be dropped by Hoder. He, he looked like he was dead when he was being dragged in because his arms were like <laughs> yeah, they're just dangling. Yeah. Like you couldn't couldn't carry him any other way. I guess not. Yeah, you tell like, Hoder to do something, he does his his best. But it's like when you're pretending to sleep in the back seat so that your parents will carry you in when you're a little kid mm-hmm. from the car. That's just, that's a little relatable '90s kid yeah. feel for all of you. Only at home. '90s kids will remember <laughs> pretending Their to be asleep, tucking them in. Yeah. <laughs> and then this, this whole time, Rob is like, "What are you doing here, dwarf? You're not welcome." Oh, here's a thing for your brother to ride. Thank you. I'll have you feast at our halls, and like immediately. And then Tyrion's like, "I don't even want a bed." Yeah. <laughs> I got my own bed. I'm out of here. Jack. I'm out of here, fuckers. <laughs> By the way, where's your mom? <laughs> Uh, she's not here. I know, he's like, oh, she's here, she's not feeling well. Yeah, it's a shitty excuse. That was, like, my mom's excuse. Like, oh, I have a headache. I I can't do anything today. Yeah. Okay, and then, uh, she just destroys Theon. (laughs) And Theon is, like, he thinks he found a friend. Like, he goes up for no reason other than to see him off and just recommend a prostitute. Mm -hmm. Because that's, you know, that's how he He connects. figures if he's going to bond with anyone, it's going to be about a fuck, you know? Right. So the first time when you're watching this, like, Theon hasn't done anything really redeemable unless you are like me and love assholes like that. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, Tyrion is clearly a protagonist at this point. But Theon gives him no reason to be rude. And he just starts talking shit about how his brothers are dead. And, like, he just wanted to talk about Poontang. Mm-hmm. And I do want to mention that uh, Tyrion mentions, he says to Theon, your uncles. Oh, yeah, that's true. Who have not appeared yet. As of season five. But still, it's been mentioned in the show, so there's a chance. Holding out hope. Mm -hmm. For them Greyjoys. And then that's it. He's like, here's money so you can fuck the whore you told me to do that to. Goodbye. He's like, oh, did I offend you? I had a rough morning. By the way, I'm a dwarf. See ya! Yeah. Just Theon being angry. And that's it. <laughs> Pretty much. What's next? Um, we go to the wall. Mm-hmm. Where, um, it's just like the Comedy Central roast of Samwell Carly. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, Sam walks up and he's like, I want to be a watcher on the wall. And Pip's like, well, you're not a weight watcher. And Ooh. then he's like, I want to be the sword in the darkness. 
and Pip's like, more like the fork in the dark meat. Boom! And he's like, I want to take my solemn vows. And Pip's like, well, you've already taken a lot of chow. <laughs> so then he gets hit with a sword. And then Fuck John's you. like, like, Pip, stop, you're killing him. And then, like, as a joke, he's like, and now his watch has ended. And then Pip's like, more like, and now his waist is distended. And then Sam's like, man, I'm really bad with this sword. I really need to learn how to cut. And Pip's like, yeah, hydroxy cut. And then Gren asks Sam why he didn't fight. And Pip's like, because he'd rather get a bite. I stopped recording 25 minutes ago. And then Sam's like, no, I didn't fight because I'm a craven. And Pip's like, yeah, a craven some McDonald's. And that was that scene. <laughs> Next week, this show is going to be one host. And it's, it's going to be Kim. <laughs> I was shaking with excitement when I was typing that out last night. <laughs> uh, fuck you. <laughs> I can't wait for next week when it's just Kim ten feet away from the microphone yelling thoughts every 30 minutes. But it, it, It's just going to be like a live commentary, so you'll hear the episode faintly in the background, and then she'll be like, yeah. who's this guy? And that's is it. Egret, is Egret here? Yeah, she's not here yet? When, uh, when does, when does Oberyn show up? <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, other than the Samuel Tarly roast at the wall, I just like how much everyone hates Jon Snow. Yeah. It's like, no matter what he does, he's a bastard and an idiot and, like, a high class. Oh, so you think you're better than us, huh, Jon Snow? Knowing how to use a sword with your arm? <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, I guess. Who do you think you are with your compassion for fellow humans, you piece of shit? Like, uh... <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Pretty much. And I like how even though Sam his entire time spent talking about how much of a coward he is, it's still less than the book. Well, yeah, because in the books we have the pleasure of being inside of his head for a certain yeah. amount of it. We're like, it's almost Davos-like in how much he talks about being a craven and scared and weak and plump. Like, yeah, he, he does really does. Yeah. like, But still, one of my favorite chapters in the entire book is when Sam is just walking through the snow and he just keeps talking about how much he wants to just curl up in the snow and die rather than take one more step. Mm -hmm. Very relatable exercise feel for me. <laughs> like, I think of that every time I go jogging. Thinking of Sam dying in the snow. Yeah, and his, his friends are like, Sam, you gotta get up, we're almost there. And he's just like, I'm just gonna sleep here. <laughs> And not wake up, and it'll be fine. Don't they just start dragging him, or does he get up and walk again? I'm pretty sure they literally start to try to drag him, but mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's a chunky man, mm -hmm. so limited results. So that's that's basically it that happens there so yeah. far. Those are all the notes I had for that scene. Yeah, so people actually know what happened, other than just Goose. Sam shows up, and everyone <laughs> beats him up, and John says, stop. And then Alistair's like, fuck you. There you yeah, go. That's the gist. That's it. Alistair says fuck you is like his entire arc forever. Yeah. Pretty much. And then we go to the Dothraki. Yeah, we're, we make it to Veus Dothraki, which is weird because I thought we were there the whole time. Mm -hmm. And we even talked about that in like episode yeah, two. Yeah, that like, probably just, was just a camp. Yeah. And I mean, still, there weren't any buildings because they're Dothraki and they're weirdos. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it, it, it had a nice mountain. 
it looked nicer than the three tents that we talked about earlier. Yeah, there were two horses fighting. Oh yeah, two horses. Two horses. <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay. Um. <laughs> so I just want to mention the way Jora is speaking here is just he sounds like he's trying so hard to to be smart. Oh, for Just real. The to- He's like, Vas Dothrak is the ancestral <laughs> home of the Dothraki people. And, and then she's like, okay, whatever. Uh, my brother's an idiot, right? And he's like, yes, the Dothraki have never been across the narrow sea. So, th- okay, whatever. I don't, like... <laughs> yeah, he knows that his voice is his moneymaker. Mm-hmm. The nurse is just like, I don't care about these, like, pro tips and hot facts. I just want to know, like, is this shit cool? <laughs> So then he goes right into that field with no wife, mm-hmm. and he's just like, man, Ned Stark wants my head, and da- Daenerys is just like, you sold slaves, dude, you're a slaver. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of looks off into the sunset, and he's like, yeah, I guess. I guess <laughs> I did that. Yeah, whatever, but it wasn't my fault. But what about my voice, though, right? Khaleesi. Uh, okay. I like how as the show goes on, that just, like, disappears, kind of, because he's yeah. just getting shit on at all opportunities. <laughs> That's pretty true. He just pretty much gets owned and is silent about it mm. <laughs> more and more as the show goes on. It's usually just him saying, like, but Khaleesi. And then everyone's just like, oh, fuck off. Get out of yes. here. Pretty much. <laughs> but he, he, I'm, he gets some good, some, good, some good spots this season. Yeah. He's not too bad yet. And then what happens? We get Viserys in a tub. Yeah, Viserys and Daray are having a bath. Yeah. Uh, uh, quote from Kim here. Uh, he looks like Nickelback. That's rude. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought that it's, was a fine observation. It's a, it was a fine observation, and I guess it's it's fitting of Viserys. Mm-hmm. And did them just talking about like baddragon dot com dildos? Yeah. Because you know Chad Kroger is just laying the pipe constantly. <laughs> While talking about Valerian, the Black Dread. Oh my god, that scene. He was just like... She gets all hot and bothered because he's naming dragons. Mm-hmm. I, like, half of them he made up. <laughs> I remember I was reading about some... It was just like reading about this episode, and there was some mention of some dragon that never actually appears in Game of Thrones. Nice. And George R. R. Martin was just like, oh yeah, that's a dragon from, like, this uh, fiction. I don't know what it's called. But they're like, why'd you put that in? He's like, it has a really cool name. And that's, yeah. <laughs> it's like Varimathrax or something like that. And I thought he was just, I thought you meant that he was just, like, making shit up off the top of his head, just like, oh, no. <laughs> Valyrian and, uh, Bobby? uh, uh, Jora. <laughs> Jora? And uh, Peterson. Peterson, there's, um, did, have I told you about Gregory? Oh, yeah, Gregory. <laughs> Gregory of the Big Wing. Uh, <laughs> my father knew him well. And then, I don't understand, he's like, nice, we're gonna, we're gonna get some sex done here, but then he doesn't want to because, <laughs> like, I don't sex. understand. I don't understand his motivations for this point. You were just talking about the Hungarian horntail. Yeah, it was, it was real weird. Mm-hmm. And because she kind of takes a moment to hop off the dick and reflect about how it's sad that all the dragons are gone. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, hey, you're a slave. Stop doing that. Mm. 
No, let's, let's Why did I pay for you? He was so disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think I bought you to make that horse lord happy? Yeah. What a great also neat. Mm-hmm. We get a faceless man mention. Oh, we do? Yeah, when she's talking, when Viserys is like, yeah, I saw a dragon school once. Um, Dorea is like, I've seen a man from a shy with, well, that was the next part, but then it was like, I've seen a man who could change his face like a man changes clothes. Mm. I also, I also want to point out that it's convenient that Robert destroyed the dragon skulls, because now they don't have to pay for them to be in shots of the iron. Oh, wow, that's really true. (laughs) Yeah, like, good job on that one, buddy, saving the budget. Yeah, we just get, like, that one murky shot of one skull in the next episode, I Which think. Was, it was just probably just filmed at, like, a museum at nighttime. Oh, yeah. Just Arya's night at the museum. With <laughs> dragons. Pretty much. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's it for now. Then we go back to King's Landing. Or just any time. Like, I'm just such a fan of, uh, like, the shot. Like, the scene just begins, and it's people standing around the throne. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I guess it's just, like the cafeteria and you can just go hang out there whenever yeah and there's no one ever sitting on it or around it yeah because robert's always pipeline i guess yeah that's true <laughs> and poor Sept that's her septimore dane right that's her name it is yep she's just what a thankless job <laughs> she she's just like mobile old man when the starks need somebody to shit on hmm and she's just doing her best, trying to get some exposition out. She's like, oh, who's this guy? The Mad King. Like, what about this? And it's, oh, it's, it's like, the place where my uncle yeah. and my grandpa died. Yeah. Oh. Well, way to be a bummer, Santa. Let's go do some needlework. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to be around this shit anymore. Pretty much. <laughs> there wasn't much to this scene. Yeah. I guess it was just to remind us that Starks got killed by Tarkin. Yeah, Sansa is sad, and she won't ever forgive Ned, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? They're at, like, the small council or whatever. Yeah. Ned's like, don't name this after me, it's not mine. Uh-huh. And then, Janice Slint is there. Janice Slint is there. Being, just being regular, like he's not a dickhead. Man, I did not... Like, before I read the books, I had no idea who Jenna Slint was. Like, all the Kingsguard blended together to me. Mm. Well, he, no, now, he's, like, the commander of the city guard. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, we don't have any men. And Littlefinger's like, well, sorry, we don't have any money for that. But, uh, we got a tourney coming up. <laughs> have you heard about it? Have you heard about the tourney? $50,000 grand prize. It's gonna be pretty fucking expensive. Sure would be weird if I was intentionally beggaring the realm. <laughs> and that was almost the theory that I was gonna delve in today that would just, like, explain that basically Littlefinger is just, like, getting loans out the ass trying to bankrupt the kingdom and at the same time trying to make money mm-hmm. to consolidate his own power. Hey, so, that, that makes sense, so it can't be a theory. Yeah, so we're we're sidebarring that until I can get some magic in there somewhere. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's it like, does it does say that Littlefinger can rub two coins together and make a third appear. Mm-hmm. That might suggest that he has magical qualities. I'll look into it somewhere. Also, counterfeiting? That's that's a magic yeah. magic quality. Yeah, it's the devil's magic. <laughs> and then he's just like, okay, take fifty of my guards. And then everyone just starts bowing to him in the most sneaky way possible. Yeah. Like I don't know why. 
<laughs> yeah, Littlefinger like gives him fuck me eyes mm-hmm. when he's bowing, which is really weird. And then Varys is like, mm-hmm, and bows and walks away. Like, I thought you're supposed to be the sneaky dudes. You're being so obvious. That's dude. what I don't get. Like, Littlefinger should be, like, Jory Cassell on the suspicion scale. I know. But somehow, every scene Littlefinger's in, he's, like, slowly leans into someone's ear, and he's like, hey, you want to hear some shit I know? <laughs> like, uh... The thing of it is... He pretty much looks the way that Littlefinger's described in the books. Like, he's, he looks like a scumbag, canonically, mm-hmm. but for some reason in the books, everybody trusts him, and he's really unassuming, but he still has, like, the just-for-men touch of gray hair, mm-hmm. and he has the forked beard and everything. I just but assume it's because in the books he doesn't always bow down super low and then, like, twirl his mustache and, like... Right. <laughs> just constantly reaching for Cat's tit. Uh-huh. And then what, is is this when they're like walking through the garden or whatever or through the? I think that's a little later. Okay. But that scene is similarly just like yeah. Littlefinger with his dick out. Mm-hmm. What happens next? Oh, Ned, he's like, I need to see this boring ass book. Which this scene doesn't make any sense to me. And I even looked up like other people's opinions, mm-hmm. and it I I can't find any reasonable explanation for why Pycelle is doing this. Yeah, he's being like really. Like, he's not putting up a whole lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. And the whole implication is that he's a Lannister guy. Like, he's mm-hmm. helping out Lannisters. Mm-hmm. And, but he's still like, oh, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want this book. Okay, I guess I'll get it for you. Mm-hmm. He could have gotten any book. Yeah. Like, why did he have to tell him even the truth? Like, yeah, what book was, like, hey, do you know what book, uh, Lord, Lord Aaron was reading before like, he died? Uh, he was just, he was just looking at this Kingsguard thing. Yeah. And then, boom. And then Pycelle, he's like the oldest man. He's like, oh, well. I, b- I believe it was the first book in the Twilight series. <laughs> a ponderous tome, indeed. Like, ah. Uh, okay, and then he could have got Ned to read Twilight, like, as a goof. Yeah, that's... I mean, that sounds like a pretty good show change. Mm-hmm. But I guess he just wanted to seem like, oh, this is what happened. Like, I don't know anything about it. I'm just an aloof old man, and I'm ancient. Yeah. I, I mean, the show does... The books do have vampires. Uh, stay tuned. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> it does. So Whatever. Ned what, gets what, this book. We're not... <laughs> when we meet Roose Bolton, that'll be the week when I talk about it. Hold your vampires. For now. All right, we'll just vamp until then. Okay, of course. So what happens, Pycelle's like, I'm very smart. And Ned's like, okay, whatever. And just starts <laughs> looking through. Like, anytime he tries to mention anything, he just looks through this book and starts reading about the Umbers. I don't know why. Yeah, he opens up to one page and then he reads it and he's like, I don't understand what this dude's getting at. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to read a book. That's how books work. But then he somehow, like, gets it in the next scene. He already has it, has it done. Like, he figured it out. Yeah. Like you don't open up a Dance with Dragons and you're like, Quentin Martell, who the fuck is this? I don't get this book. Mm-hmm. This book is stupid. And I just... Pycelle is just being just the biggest dick. Because Ned's like, oh, maybe he, dun-dun-dun, was poisoned. And Pycelle's you know, like, oh, oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, God, how such a thing happen? It's going full Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> The jowls, the jowls yeah. are shaking. But he's like... Poisoners for women. Yeah. Cravens and... Hey, by the way, like do you know Varys has no dick at all? Like, uh... 
scarcely a dick between them. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, everyone knows that, idiot. See? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. the only characterization that we get of Pycelle's intentions here, because he's being an asshole, but he's helping Ned, and he hates Ferris for some reason. Mm. This does not add up. And Ned lugs this book back to uh, to his room. And Arya's just hanging out, standing on her toes, you know, yeah. getting her training done. Talking about similar to cats. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. If only that happened. Anyway, Arya, Ned's like, how did, How at this point is your daughter this old and you still don't know her enough to be like, oh, you're, yes, you'll be a fine wife with many children. And just, oh, what the fuck, she's a tomboy since when? And Arya says, I'm not going to do that. I'm off to destroy the patriarchy. And, like, and it's like, didn't you, do you remember she wore, like, a helm when Robert got there? Like, come on, Ned. The thing in the last episode? The thing in every episode. Yeah. Yeah, you know the sword fighting teacher that you just got her? <laughs> remember that guy? Yeah. He's gonna teach her how to be a proper lady. Good job, Ned. Yeah, my notes are just that, like, Ned says patriarchy at her, mm-hmm. and then Arya's like, nah. Nah, not happening. Smash it. I do like... She show, I'm just, anytime where a Stark shows concern for a fellow Stark, I'm just, I have to mention it because it's great. Mm-hmm. And Arya asks about Bran and she's like genuinely concerned that he's not going to be able to be on the Kingsguard. And it's great because Arya is not just like a murder machine with no feelings yet. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's great. <laughs> Keep it up. And where do we go from here? Back at the wall. Back at the wall. Sam being scared of everything. Yeah. John's kind of a real asshole at this point, too. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Because um, Sam walks up and he's like, man, it's, it's sure sucks over here, man. I'm I'm Sam. How are you? And John, like, does the Mean Girls thing where he overtly looks away from him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Were you speaking to me? Yeah. Me, Jon like, Snow? And, like, I understand. When you're in middle school and, like, you have some cool friends, but then the uncool kid comes, like, you, you gotta you gotta make a choice. I understand. I was... I think somehow middle school was, like, the height of my popularity. Oh, nice. Because it I must just, have been nice. Yeah, it was. Because I was just cool with everyone. Like, oh, I played nice. enough video games to be cool with the nerds, but I played enough sports to be cool with the cool kids. But after that, I just stopped growing. So I could no longer play sports, and then everything went downhill from there. Yeah, I, w- I was pretty pretty exclusive to the burnouts mm-hmm. and like the, the kids who sat in the back of the class and played with their tech decks. Uh-huh. And they would also bring packs of Smarties to the lunchroom and crush them up while they were still in the packaging. Mm-hmm. And then you could like you could inhale the snort the Smarties dust, mm-hmm. and then when you coughed, it looked like you were coughing up weed smoke. Mm-hmm. So I never did that, Mike. Yeah, because you were... Th- but I did watch, and I thought it was cool at the time. Whoa! I know. I know. It's it's a tale of redemption, is my current self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Your story arc continues. Yeah. And, yeah, Sam's afraid of everything, but I thought, like, his acting is pretty good. Like, he actually sounds like how I would imagine Sam to be, you know? Yeah. And he doesn't have that weird mustache that he has later. Mm-hmm. Or just, like, baby's first shit. It's like if I grew a mustache. It's, like, all I would be able to do. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, the tiniest baby two-line mustache. No, oh, it's because they can't shave. Come on. I know. Yeah, for that. Yeah, only the women shave in Westeros, apparently. Yeah. Weird. 
How none of them have any Weird hair. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Even, like, the dirtiest, like, the women in flea bottom. Oh, yeah. Full shaved armpits Full shaved all, everywhere you look. Uh-huh, yeah. And legs. Weird. Yeah. So we learn about Randall Tarley, which is neat. Because right. we might be meeting him mm. coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Which is exciting because he just seems like the premier asshole. Mm-hmm. But, like, not in a sexual violence way, which is fun. It's a nice diversion from the major assholes that we've yeah, had so like, far. Yeah, like, he doesn't kill people. He's just a terrible dad. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it never count D&D out. Yeah, true. If it's someone, what's going to happen is someone's going to mention, like, wow, Randall Tarley, he's a pretty mean dude. And it's just going to be him, like, giant swinging a woman, like, yeah. off the tower. Because <laughs> she reminds him of Sam somehow. Yeah. He's just always going to walk around grumbling about how much he hates his son, mm-hmm. even though he hasn't been there for years. Mm-hmm. This this scene is just going to be, like, at the start of, like, last time on Game of Thrones, it's going to be Sam saying how much his father hates him. Yeah. Every single episode. <laughs> now we go back to King's Landing with the king premier shit sneak fuck. Yeah. Finger. Just... <laughs> He, it's so obvious how shitty he is that, like, he can't actually be doing anything wrong. Yeah, he, and he's still playing that like a fiddle. Mm-hmm. He's still like, you should talk to Sir Hugh of the Vale. He was knighted right after John Aaron died, eh? Eh? Oh, what a coincidence. Ooh, how strange. Then he's like, look, here's some little boys. Here's an old lady. Spy. work for people. Yeah, look at that. And the best part is, like, if you look at Ned's face, he just doesn't get any of it. I know, it's just like, spy? spy? He's like, spy? Wait, 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 wait. Whisper? Is that... Like... That sounds pretty dishonest. Like, in Winterfell, anytime, even if someone has, like, gossip about someone, they look them in the eye and, like, grab their hand and say it. Like, yeah. we don't... <laughs> Ned thinks that the Master of Whispers just means that you're really good at being quiet. Mm. Which Varys that... actually is, compared to Littlefinger. That's true, because he drops the most nonsensical. It's 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 a, it's a stretch even for Dick Boy Show Lannister or Littlefinger. Mm-hmm. He, he drops the distrusting me was the wisest thing you've done since you climbed off your horse. Why would you say that to a person? Why would a person ever say that? Even if you're like, like, why would you actively want people to distrust you? That doesn't make any sense narratively for anybody if, of all time ever. Especially because Littlefinger wants people to trust him so he can fool them. He's literally, he's giving him advice that, like, he needs Ned to do, so it works out with his plans, spoilers, mm-hmm. and then, but then he's just like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't trust me, and it's just like he's trying to be, like, a spooky, grimdark ledger joker about it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can even imagine how that would, like, logically make sense is that Ned is too dense to even understand anything about him. Like, yeah, that's true. If he didn't say that, maybe Ned would just walk away and be like, well, that was a nice walk with a friend. Time to forget everything that's about. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, do you have anyone you trust completely and totally and 100%? He's like, yeah. And then Ned actually goes to that person and does the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like the guy the... you just told him. Like, there's a pretty significant history of Stark betrayal in King's Landing, and like mm-hmm. Ned's like, hmm, yep, this is where my, this is where my dad and my bro got killed. <laughs> extra di- judiciously mm-hmm. and then he's just like eh, well that was nice hey fool what, me once shame on me he says, what a nice guy yeah like not only is he the sneakiest fuck to ever live like he's trying to do your wife every second of the day 
He flips yeah. her to a whorehouse as soon as she arrives, and they're just like, eh. yeah, he just pull, he pulls out his wallet and he's like, "Hey, you want to see my girlfriend?" And he shows him a picture of cat. <laughs> Let me tell you about her. She's great. Yeah. We have many kids. Some of them live here. <laughs> have you seen them? Yeah. But Ned, like, if like Catelyn Stark fucked detective, now we have Ned like child detective. CSI Edward Stark is going around, and he finds Gendry immediately. And Gendry's just being full-on hunk. Mm Mm-hmm. And it also, until Ned dropped the, that's Robert's bastard, Mm -hmm. like, the imagery of him wielding a hammer never hit me in the show or the books until that that point. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's so cool, because Robert's known as the Hammer Man. Yeah. And that's what they call him. That's what they call him. Captain Hammer. Hammer. (laughs) Yeah. Robert Baratheon. Yeah, so I thought that was neat. Yeah, I just have uh, right here, wrote them, Gendry is too ripped for no reason. Oh, he's super ripped. And Kim was like, yeah, there, she's like, there's a reason. I was like, uh, okay. Oh <laughs> I got you. I don't, I don't, I, like, even if he's a blacksmith, I don't feel like, I don't know a whole lot about blacksmiths, so the blacksmith side of Tumblr might not like to hear this. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel as if both of his arms would be similarly muscular. And if you look like the master blacksmith, he's just kind of like a slim dude, you know? Yeah, he's a little tiny old baby. He, he could be a master. Have, he doesn't have giant gains like Gendry does. Yeah. But then again, is is the other guy also wearing like a sleeveless tee? That's true. He could be really cut under all those robes uh-huh. or whatever he's wearing. Yeah, you never know. Works your core in those fives yeah. and hammers. He's got old man strength. Mm-hmm. He does. So then we find out that that he's like, look me in the eye. Look at me with your Baratheon eyes. <laughs> and just another thing. What did your mother look like? Like, what a specific thing to say. Like, oh, she had yellow, yellow hair. Dun, dun, dun. Everyone's face like, choo, 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 choo. It goes to each one. Anyway, yeah. continue. It zooms in on the forge. <laughs> the, like, bull helm. Yeah. <laughs> little shot so then what happens it's like jory bringing a note he's like oh i yeah. need this delivered to the fuck king yeah because robert's fucking doing carpentry in there mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and jamie's the big like, he always makes me listen yeah but i also like jamie uh what's his name jory it's jory right yeah jory he's like can you deliver this to the king he's like i don't know can I or may I? Like, uh, <laughs> really, we're gonna do this shit right now, Kingslayer? Yeah. And then he gets all snooty for no reason after they have a little bro time, and they're like, I don't serve Lord Stark. They're just, like, bonding over... Everyone just seems to bond over killing dudes. This is the second time when the Lan- in this episode where a Lannister has been a dick to somebody for no reason about the Greyjoy Rebellion. It is! <laughs> It was so weird. And, like, they even talked about Thoros of Mir, which yeah. they do They do a lot on this show. They just mention Thoros of Mir in conversation. Mm-hmm. And that to the present day, that it's has happened sword. multiple times. Yeah. Which is weird, because he's a super underrepresented, underrepresented character in person, and it makes me very sad. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. They also literally talk shit about Theon. Theon is the, always the crux of, like, when anyone talks shit about the Greyjoys, Theon is probably involved. Yeah. Theon just astral projects there. <laughs> and you know, Jory's just like Theon's a good lad, and then Jamie gets on his drum set and busts out a sick beat and goes, "I doubt it." 
Just double paces it. <laughs> just sick drum. Sucker. I doubt it. <laughs> at least he. At least he's right. He's right about that. He sure is. Mm-hmm. And man, I just straight up did not remember Jory or Roger Cassell at all. And they have pretty big season one roles. Like it's like you know secondary characters. Yeah. I don't like this episode was the first time I feel like I have ever seen Jory ever. Hmm. I just. He was also in like I think when Ned arrives at King's Landing, he's like riding next to him or something. Yeah, I look. I looked it up to make sure that this wasn't his first episode. He's been there since the very fucking start. Mm-hmm. And and like Roderick is a little more memorable because he has the the beard thing, like the twirly beard. Yeah, he's got the twirly beard. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna rock that when I turn like seventy. Oh yeah. Just because who fucking cares <laughs> at that right? point? It just it's reverse Dothraki. Yeah. Yeah. Which will be perfect for me, because I've won no battles. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> and I don't plan to. Uh-huh. So then we go back to the wall with just, like, classic jock banter. Yeah, and John like, cannot handle that banter. He can't handle the bants. They're like, what are you gonna do? Fuck your girlfriend? <laughs> and he's like, ugh, I've never even had sex. Yeah! But oh, then man. they get him with, like, the... I thought they were gonna beat him with, like, bars of soap in a pillowcase. Yeah. But they don't have soap, it's the Night's Watch. Yeah, locks. Yeah. I thought it was neat, Mm because in the books, there's there's a... They put a lot of emphasis into kind of slyly teaching you about the culture of the Watch, Mm -hmm. which is completely gone later, but, you know, (laughs) this is from the books, that, like, if you don't have a very high approval rating among the Night's Watch members, like, your throat's gonna get slit while you sleep. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's kind of street justice on the wall. Mm -hmm. Keeping it real. You get a little taste of that, yeah. Ghost is there. Mm-hmm. Another convenient use of Ghost. Like, he's never around any other time except when, like, the plot requires it. Yeah. Just, just like, I would be okay if it's just like, oh, he's walking in the back. Or he's sleeping in a pile of hay. Just, <laughs> I don't oh, know. I, yeah, we need more background. We, I just want to see Ghost be a dog. I know. Not, not always... Saving someone or killing yeah, he's someone. He's always so angry and snarling. It's like, man, you deserve a happier time. Mm-hmm. That was a nice little doggy. Come on. Yeah. And then what happens? No one wants to fight Sam. Yeah, Rast is like, I don't, I don't, I don't wanna. And then Gren just like starts flopping. He's like, hey, come on, come on. I mean, they start calling their spots. He's like, come on, close off, duck under, <laughs> off the ropes, duck the clothesline. Yeah. Our third wrestling reference of the episode. That needs to be added to the bingo sheet. I need to edit it. Yeah, it really does. Because nobody that I've talked to that has listened to this show has expressed any interest in wrestling. So I'm I'm a really (laughs) big fan that we're just not cutting down at all. (laughs) Put as much as we can in to fully alienate every single listener. Yeah. The show's mostly for me. Yeah. It's just for me to listen to while I'm on the interstate. Like, I wonder what... Like, if, say we did an episode and we just have it, like, episode seven, here's a joke about Ned Stark's dick, and then we just talk about something <laughs> entirely different for, like, an hour and a half. We have to call it that now. <laughs> like, yeah. we just talk about wrestling, we talk about, like, video games, talk yeah. about, I don't know, other books that aren't this. Yeah, when the Royal Rumble comes up, we'll have a whole episode that's just, like, about Craster's Keep, but it'll actually just be about who I want to win the Royal Rumble. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'll be good. Can't wait. The spinoff. 
Yeah, stay tuned. Uh-huh. And Alistair's a dick again. But I kind of sympathize with Alistair, yeah, though. Yeah, he kind of has a point. Because, like, like, John's, like, super undermining his authority, and he's just being a shitty little class clown about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, Alistair, like, not only is John a representation of why Alistair is at the wall, because he was a Targaryen loyalist and all that, mm-hmm. but he's, like, straight up messing with command and thinking that he's better and thinking that it's going to be great and new because he's a big, powerful, highborn bastard. Mm-hmm. And everybody loves him, and he's great, and he's Azora High, <laughs> and he doesn't know what cold is, which we find out later. <laughs> But so I kind of I kind of feel Alistair. Like, you do need to learn how to fight, but I don't think it's been explained to us yet that there's like divisions of the Night's Watch. Yeah, I mean, I guess if the wall gets attacked, like you need to know how to fight. But yeah, but. we get a little bit of that later when he's like, "Soon you're going to be recruits. You're going to be men because there's a recruit coming up or whatever." Yeah, I always forget that like you just show up and you're not a Night's Watchman yet. Me too. I always forget because. And, like, weeks later, they're like, time to finally say my vows. Mm. It's like, oh, man, you could have been laying pipe this whole time. <laughs> well, they, they might be. They might be sneaking out to Molestown or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's, I mean, we do, yeah, I mean, it, I assume that's what Rast was doing, right? Because he was next to some lady? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then that's it. For this scene. It, Sam looks the most like a fake Futurama robot. Just because his <laughs> oh, arm man. is the biggest and blockiest. They made his armor so shitty on so purpose. He's, and, like, he's barely covered. It's just yeah. a big cardboard box over his belly, and I, that's it. Yeah. It looks like one of those, like, itch cones that dogs have to wear sometimes. He does. It's, it's awful. Even when they're fighting, everyone's hitting him in the arm where he has no armor. Yeah. <laughs> I would yield, too. Like, come on, hit me in the belly. I got this big... Yeah, I got this big tub of fun. <laughs> And, he, and then, like, earlier at the wall, uh, on top of the wall, Sam was like, is Alistair going to make me fight again tomorrow? And it's like, oh, he he doesn't get it. <laughs> he doesn't get what the Night's Watch is yet. And John's like, yep. Yes, you will, buddy. See you then. What happens here? We go back to the uh, Dothraki, and Viserys just storms in, pissed as hell for no reason. Just handful of handmaiden. What? Why was he angry? Because Daenerys uh, sent one of the handmaidens to invite him to a nice dinner. Uh-huh. And he doesn't take orders from women because he's the blood of the dragon, and et cetera, et cetera. Wake the dragon, et cetera, et cetera. So then Daenerys is like, I, I got you this this fine Dothraki stuff so that you don't look like a fucking idiot all the time. And Daenerys is like, so you're going to dress me now? You're just going to get a present for me on my birthday? <laughs> On my birthday? You come to my house on my birthday with the birthday present? <laughs> and then he's like, what are you going to do, braid my hair? And she's like, you've won no battles. And I'm just there, like, the rap battle video. I'm like, oh! Yeah. Like, just <laughs> running through the camp, just screaming. Because he just got wrecked. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait for that scene where everybody in the Dothraki Sea is just, oh! <laughs> Drogo looks into the camera. Yeah. yeah, it just falls back onto all of them. <laughs> but yeah, then Danny tells him to stop for the first time, mm-hmm. which is like, it's kind of neato that this already feels like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've only been on screen for probably like 20 minutes cumulatively. Yeah. But like, it's been so established that Viserys, like, is the worst mm-hmm. and deserves, like, terrible things. The dragon! Yeah. He's just such a great asshole. He is. And he gets his shit rocked with, like, a golden chain, and she goes on her big... Yeah, 
she pulls out the brass knucks. The brass knucks, boom. Knocks him when the ref isn't looking. There's another one. Kiss her. Uh, and she, well, she's like, the last time you touch me will be the last time you have hands. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, like, crying in a heap on the ground. Yeah, it's some neato Danny emotion. I really liked it. This is, like, she the beginning like... of her getting good. Yeah. Like, now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go find a balcony. <laughs> yeah. Now that I got that out of my system. <laughs> and what happens? Back so, to the wall, right? Yeah, they're... John and Sam are scrubbing the tables. Mm-hmm. And we get the season one classic, I know where to put it. Oh, yeah! <laughs> like, how is Sam going to be the one to make, oh, you didn't know where to put it, did you? Like... Yeah. And they they talked about how the other guys are out getting some Sally on the side. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm just, like, out of the pop culture thing, but uh-huh. that's the second time in two episodes where they've used, like, a Sally reference is to talk it? about prostitutes. Yeah, because there was like a. It was when they were in the brothel with Ned and Cat. Oh, she's like, and some, she was like, like, you think I'm some back alley Sally? Yeah, <laughs> but I feel I like don't... John was like Sally on the side. Like he never heard it. Like he's yeah, like, like, is this some like a side salad? I don't know yeah. what that. And I, I just like uh, Sam is just so happy to hear about some titties. Oh yeah, t- t- Ross with with the perfect, you know. Like... No, he's like, how did they look? He's like, with, he's like, were they perfect? And John was like, even better. And Sam goes like, oh, no. Like, he's just so happy to hear this. Yeah, he's like, oh, man. These imaginary boobs. <laughs> and, like, Kim brought this up. So John's whole thing is that, like, he didn't want to get a prostitute pregnant because he didn't want there to be another Stark. I mean, another Snow. Yeah. And, like, he wouldn't know about it or wouldn't raise his son. But, like, even if he was a Stark and did the same thing, that would also be creating a snow. You know? That is true. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I get your reasoning, but there's, like, it always leads to that path, buddy. Yeah. Like, it's not just because you're a snow, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I do want to point out that uh, earlier in this episode, Rob Rob did the Jon Snow thing. Where when he was talking to Tyrion, Tyrion was, was like, "Hey, I got a saddle for your little bro," and he just like, "Is this some kind of trick? Mm-hmm. What are you doing?" <laughs> That's exactly what he did. What Jon Snow did to Tyrion earlier. But anyways, so Alistair shows up and he's like, "Hey, my fun meter went off, yeah. and I I sense some fun in here, so I want to come talk about uh, cannibalism a little bit." Back in my day, we walked through the winter that lasted fifteen years both ways in the snow. With no there's, shoes. There's some fun winter monologues this season. Mm-hmm. Oh, no Winters is Comings this episode. That's, wow. Not the one. There's no balance. We never get just, like, one or two an episode. It's either none or, like, seven. Yeah. Oh, also, in this, we should, for episodes when there's not a Winter is Coming counter, mm-hmm. we should start a counter of the number of times John gets complimented for his appearance. Okay. Because men of the Night's Watch are doing it constantly. Really? Yeah, they're just always like, and like Sam's like, I don't believe you're a virgin with how pretty you are. Mm-hmm. And like, it, I remember that one, but yeah, I've I've seen full photo sets of just Night's Watchmen calling John pretty, <laughs> and like not even in like a, a sassy Daniel Bryan way. Uh huh. Just, just like a little deep pull for the wrestling fans listening. Beautiful John Snow. Yeah. Yes. And, like, they're not wrong. 
He's like, just... you know, beautiful Jon Snow, like, if I kiss you and I like it, then I'm gay. But, <laughs> like, if oh, I yeah, don't... I forgot about that line. If I don't, then I'm not. So, like, come on. Yeah. You're a man who's been Night's Watch now. Let's just... <laughs> we have to stick together. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> now that our... Now that our fan fiction is over. Uh-huh. For the week. You just said our fan fiction, and then I imagined someone somewhere writing fan fiction of the two of us. <laughs> but not like sexual, just like us hanging out. Yeah. Like we go to the park and swing. And that's yeah. It. And Kim is there. Kim drives us there. <laughs> she just like she shouts from the car. the car. Yeah. You guys having fun? You want, you want me to go get you anything? No. <laughs> Push me. Oh, uh, all right. What happens yeah. after this? <laughs> we'll spin off podcast. Dothraki again? Um, oh, yeah, 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 because Danny, Danny's worried that she hit didn't hit Viserys, and Jorah's like, he's a little baby, I could kick his ass, whatever, I could beat him up. Yeah, and he's like, he has no chance. Like, no one ever would care for him. Yeah. And he has a point, he's like, the small folk don't care who leads, like, as long as they're alive, basically. Yeah, that line's straight from the books, <laughs> and it's I, it's one of my favorites, because it basically summarizes the entire series, that, like, the small folk just kind of want to be prosperous and happy, they don't really give a shit mm-hmm. about the, the Game of Thrones, as it were. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other good, only memorable Jorah line, she's like, what do you dream of? And he's like, home. And that's it. It's like, man, he missed, he, she lobbed that to him. Yeah. He, he really could have come back with something better. Uh-huh. What do you miss? Pussy. That bad pussy. <laughs> da, 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 da. And like Danny, I didn't remember this, but at the end of the scene, she realizes straight up that Viserys could never take her home or like win the throne, uh-huh. which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a real, real big deal. And like that didn't occur to me even in later things. Like that, uh-huh. that just wasn't in my mind, and now it's on the forefront of my mind. Yeah, because that's been the plan for like basically their entire lives since they escaped. Yeah, it, it, she did. She did turn around on that pretty quick because mm-hmm. like thirty seconds before she was like, "Well, all the small folk uh, are calling their banners. They really want Viserys to be the king, and he's going to be the king." Yeah, no. And then Jorah kind of does a Jim Halpert face, and then mm-hmm. she's like, "You're right." Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Let's just change everything from now on. Yeah, and I, I like just how every single person knows Viserys is just completely inept. Like, yeah. even the Blood Riders are just like, okay, you walk. Like, yeah. you don't even get a horse. Whatever, come on. You're here because you have to be. I am the King Dragon! Okay, buddy, keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we get to uh, the beginning of the the Ned Stark annual tourney of celebration. <laughs> the Ned Stark annual Ned Stark Hand of the King Ned Stark tournament. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by Ned Stark. <laughs> With Ned Stark's public money. Uh, <laughs> which we have lots of in the kingdom, by the yeah. way. Sincerely, Littlefinger. <laughs> so Sansa smiles at Joffrey, and he's still all sad dick about the trident, so he'd, like, mean mugs her a little bit. I just want to mention, Cersei's hair is so insane. It is, it's like Hunger Games level. It is, but she's only there for, like, five seconds. Yeah! She leaves, and then in the next scene, it's different hair. 
Yeah, and she's oh, you know what I found out about the scene with Cersei and Ned that I guess we'll get to in a minute or so uh-huh. was the first scene aside from the pilot that they ever shot for the show. Because I was I was thinking like this had to be shot out of order because like I feel like she comes because we see more of the tourney in the next episode. I think she has the same hair. I'm sure she's like the giant updo Hunger Games thing, and not like the down hair she had talking to Ned. So yeah, continuity error. Boom. Actually, I don't yeah. know if that's true yet, but I'm thinking it is. Yes. I um, I think we got it. Mm-hmm. So then Littlefinger's like, hey, Sansa, I see that you're having trouble with your boyfriend. I want to fuck your mom. And you look like your mom. How's how's that? How does that make you feel? Uh, I want to hear about the spooky brothers. Yeah. And then Arya's like, why is your name Littlefinger? And then Septimordain's like, stop being rude. This is a really nice conversation before you came here. <laughs> well, why do you call you Littlefinger? Because you got that little dick? And he's like, yeah. uh... It's like no, it's out right now, and I'm touching, and like, d- d- you can see it. It's right here. Like I'm constantly waving it, so I guess if I you haven't noticed yet. In my head, little finger is just Zap Brannigan, mm-hmm. and he just his cloak ends at his hips. Yeah, I find the most erotic part of the Catelyn Stark to be the boobies. <laughs> uh, anyway, we, what ha- we get like the squash match of the century. Oh, yeah. At first I thought it was Clegane Bolt, but I have to wait for that a little longer. Uh-huh. We get yeah, it was a little just... glimpse of what could possibly be. I'm excited yeah. for that. What could definitely confirmed absolutely be. 100%. 50%. Yeah. But this episode is just the first time that me and my girlfriend were ever repulsed by the show. One of many. <laughs> yeah. Because, man. Yeah, Kim, that... like, as soon as they get on the horses and start running, she goes, oh, no, isn't this gross? <laughs> Yes. That's my reaction all the time to everything. <laughs> oh no, isn't this gross? Uh-huh. And you get Yeah, they 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 stick on Sir Hugh at like coughing up blood and dying mm-hmm. for like 7 minutes. It's a really long. Mm-hmm. It's extensive. It is. It's a while. <laughs> May I say even gratuitous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then Ar- Arya is like Arya's like this is fine. This is neat. <laughs> but everybody everybody else is like, this is gross. And as he's just dying there forever, Littlefinger's like, allow me to tell you a story of the hound and the mountain. Yeah. Which is which is bullshit mm-hmm. because this is like one of the big sticking points of me loving Sansa and hating the way that she's portrayed in the show. Mm-hmm. Because the way that like in the books Sansa finds out from the hound himself. Yeah. And it's like a really powerful and like quote-unquote intimate moment Mm -hmm. and it really like highlights Sansa's strength and empathy and her ability to connect with people get information from them and like you can even kind of sympathize with the hound because he's telling the story about how at the time his brother put his face in fire because he was playing with the toy and in the show she's just kind of like a sponge and people just like move her places and she gets information Mm -hmm. from them like you could replace you could replace Sansa with a very nice house plant, mm-hmm. and for the most part, it just like cardboard nice. cutout Sophie Turner moving from scene to scene. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kim also brought another thing up here. Is like how do last names of married people work in Westeros? Oh man, it's I've I've tried because there's, there's Caitlyn Stark. Who took the Stark name, but Cersei is still Cersei Lannister. Yeah, I read a th- I've, you know, I've, I've tried to delve into the research, and I, I don't know about real life royalty, but like, like Queen Elizabeth's 
husband like didn't take the royal name because you can't marry into royalty or something, but like great houses you can. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bunch of weirdo monarchy bullshit. Yeah, I figured it was just because like oh the Lannister name. I I figured you could just do whatever you want. Like she'd yeah. rather be known as Caitlyn Stark, and Cersei would rather be Cersei Lannister. Yeah, which is pretty befitting of their characters, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though she always still calls herself, well, I mean, she is still a Tully. Yeah, actually, yeah, she does have a pretty big Tully identity. And she always and, like, brings it up when it's convenient. Yeah, it didn't. Like, I always knew that the kids were being raised with the faith of the Seven and the Old Gods and all that, mm-hmm. but it didn't ever really strike me until this episode that, like, they've, like, Catelyn's religious teacher is, like, following them all over the place, and, like, that's a huge influence, mm-hmm. and I, I, I guess Ned's just, like, fine with it. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he built her a sept in the books and all that, so, whatever, it just weird and neat mm-hmm. we went out of order a little bit we mentioned Cersei and Ned having a thing but we didn't say what actually happened yeah it's just them like she at first she's being nice she's like oh I heard about this thing and I was like stop fucking around right it's a really charged conversation yeah. and like I was trying to take notes on it but like no line of dialogue really stuck out to me yeah me like, too they were just them. like both mad at each other they were just had, like had a conversation about Robert and being trained to kill your enemies and stuff mm-hmm. But like this was like she was like I I was also trained to kill my enemies and then she leaves. Mm-hmm. But to me, unlike Littlefinger, that actually makes sense because we know that Cersei is trying real hard to be Tywin all the time and just yeah. being bad at it. Mm-hmm. So I could see in her head that could be like, Oh, this would be something badass that Tywin would say to check this shit out. And they're just and, like, I need to do my job. Yeah, but even Ned's like, wait a second, I think I picked up on something there. Mm-hmm. That was real, not subtle, even for me. Yeah, blonde of hair. Huh. That's, you know, in general, that's another thing. It, it stuck out to me during the Pysol scene that, like, I don't get, and it's a huge major crux of the entire series, and it just doesn't really connect to me, is, like, why... Why does Ned need this book? Like, it's because it seems like the incest is, like, an open secret, at least by later seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, I guess you could... I guess maybe the book would show that Lannisters always have golden hair and that Baratheons always have black hair, I yeah. guess. Okay, that that makes sense. It just seems weird. I know, it's like, like, in the first seasons, it's never, like... Later on, everyone's just like, oh, the Lannisters fuck each other all the time. But, like, when did that yeah. become... As soon as it's not, like, important to the story directly, yeah. Yeah. then everybody knows it. Uh-huh. Even and, though like, there's been nothing, like... the only, I guess the only reason they would know is that, like, if Ned leaked this shit... You know, to WikiLeaks, yeah. he tells WikiLeaks that right. Yeah, he tells WikiLeaks, but it, he he never got it out. Like Spoilers. I, I don't know the bur- the burden of proof of just like incest in this weird medieval world. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't seem like it would help. And that like the much. Targaryens openly did it. You know, yeah. And and like, didn't the Targaryens follow the Seven? I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. Weird. There was um, Baylor the Blessed, right? Yeah, they built the Sept. Well, t- times change, Brooks. And if the plot requires incest to be bad, then goddamn it! I know it's just weird that like the only thing in this entire series that just does not at all connect in my brain is the foundation of it. Mm-hmm. Like there I'm has like, to be clamoring. Hell yeah! <laughs> Even if that like, okay, so you want to find out like the truth of who the parents are and the lineage, but like that's such the most there has to be a be- there has to be a better way yeah like then just looking through a book and saying they all had black hair 
Learn about some Punnett squares, idiots. <laughs> Good job, Maesters. Have you learned what DNA is up in your fucking tower all day? Yeah. Nice candle, idiot. <laughs> wow, you're good at making iron? How, how about this? Look at my blood. What type is it? <laughs> that might be helpful. Stop putting leeches in me and put blood in me. The good kind that I need. Yeah. Um, I read I read a little thing about this scene. Um, this episode is written by Brian Cogman, who's written a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And he was quoted as saying that he preferred to not change any of George R. R. Martin's dialogue or writing unless absolutely necessary because, and I quote, why mess with perfection? This, <laughs> Good job, buddy. Like, way this, to get it. This is the same guy who wrote Season 5, Episode 6, oh, the boy. worst episode in the series. Oh, boy. Wow. So, yeah, and which is also fun because we started in Season 5, Episode 7, so we get to end, like, this whole, this whole rewatch thing on the most garbage, trash piece of doo-doo that I've ever seen. Oh, Jesus, we do, don't we? Yeah. Hopefully, like, new episodes just keep coming out at such a rate that we never get to that episode. Yeah, at this rate, like, it'll only be a couple more weeks before season six, so that's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, they just started filming, so by, like, what, Tuesday? Yeah. Should be done. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Final scene so, of the episode, we go to this inn. The inn at the crossroads. Yeah, which is a super important inn. It's, uh-huh. like, the only inn in the show, I'm pretty sure. I think, oh, no, there's other ones. Like, there's the one the uh, mountain goes to later. But it's, like, not named. You know? Yeah. It's just an inn. And then, I forgot, like, Bron is here. Yeah, I got really excited. I thought he was just at the trial. Me too. Spoilers yeah. trial. And even then, like, the first time through the series, I was like, who is this guy? This doesn't make sense. Am I supposed to know him from earlier? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I am supposed to know him from earlier. Mm-hmm. He bought, he gave Tyrion a room. That's very nice of him. Yeah. And just, I love Caitlyn just so obviously like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Okay, let me put my little, like, <laughs> frail hood up ever so slightly. The most stark disguise of all time. It is. Oh, hello, Lady Stark. How nice to find you here. He's like, shit. Okay. I've been found that. What do I do? I better name a bunch of fucking sigils. Make an arrest. Like, we should have had her on the show a couple weeks ago when we were naming sigils. She'd know all of them. House went of Harrenhal with your many bats on a yellow field. House twins, my dear friends, the phrase. Uh And I forget, I don't remember which house it was, but she's like, you, with the, like, red unicorn. And this guy's just like, ah, shit, you had to pick me, okay. Yeah. Stands up, he, yes, my lady. Like, your dad knows my dad, all right. He wanted. He, he was like in class. He's like, please don't pick me. Please don't pick me. Please don't pick me. You, yeah. it's a pink horse. Ah, oh, okay. Yes, Lady Stark. All right. Staring up in the middle distance to hope that the teacher doesn't call on him. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you, I all, I know you all. We're friends. Arrest this little man. Yeah. And Tyrion Which, is just like, I made a huge mistake. Yeah. And like, Kat did kill it in this scene. Like, it was a super like, dramatic monologue in, like, a really good way. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan. Way to go, Michelle. You killed it. Another Kim quote here. One of her finest. She may be a fuck detective, but she can't solve a mystery. <laughs> She's all fuck, no detective. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think this is, like, the first episode to end on an actual cliffhanger. That's true. You know, other ones, it's just like, a thing happens, and then cut the credits. But this is like, oh no, many swords on Tyrone. Like, what's gonna- You're off the case, cat. Yeah, you're at least canon. 
You kidnapped the wrong Lannister. <laughs> Hand over your badge and your gun. You'll do things my way or you're off the force. <laughs> I don't follow anyone's rules. I'm a Tully. And you have the house of this. <sighs> yeah, that's how it ends. Exciting yeah. ending. I remember yeah. the first time. Like, I read that in the books. That was another, like, oh, shit. Like, I really wanted to know what was happening after that. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about how much more fun it would be to have just read the books first. Mm-hmm. Like, my, my girlfriend finally made it to A Feast for Crows, which is fun for her because she's finally getting to the part of the show where they don't follow the books at all. Mm-hmm. But, like, just, like, at the end, like, the last third of A Storm of Swords is just so full of shit. Uh-huh. And it's, like, when you get there, you're like, man, if I didn't already know about this, this would be the most amazing thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, eh. And, like, reading a Game of Thrones is just like, yep. Mm-hmm. The show sure was faithful. Mm-hmm. Like, this is exactly added the moves, But it's basically the same. Like, I tell people, like, you don't need, if you've already seen the show, you don't need to read a Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. basically you get the gist of it. Like, it's nice for the purposes of getting used to his prose, and there's, like, you know, there's there's greater importance on people like, I guess, Serio, but, yeah, it's it's, it's faithful as all hell. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like, it's, it's on a, like, impressive level, even for a book adaptation. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if I were a book fan and it were two, and it were 2011, I would have, like, put all of my faith into this show and been like, wow, they're finally doing it. Mm-hmm. And then it was canceled after season three. <laughs> Speaking of, I read uh, another like fantasy book, which is much more fantasy than this, because Game of Thrones is basically like the West Wing, but in a fake world. Yeah. But this is like a fantasy ass fantasy book. It's called like the King Killer Chronicles or something. I think that's nice. the series. And like, I think Showtime or someone is or Stars or whatever wants to make a show out of it. But that's a book that will lend itself much better, I think, to being a show. Because it's just one dude as the main character. Oh, nice. And it's framed in the way, like, he used to be hot shit, and now he's just a, like, shitty guy who owns a bar. And so he's nothing. Robert Baratheon. He's Robert Baratheon. And the way it's framed is, like, some guy shows up to, like, hear him tell his story and write it down. Nice. So that's, like, I think a good way. Like, that could transfer very easily to a show. This is a yeah, lot sounds- It's... Definitely not as good as a Game of Thrones, or as the Song of Ice and Fire. But if you just, because me, I was just like, I need some more adult fantasy, yeah, <laughs> to fill the void. All the mature grown-ups. And they're out there. super long, like nine hundred pages each. There's supposed to be three books, but the third one isn't out yet, and it's taking a very long time. So another similarity. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Man, I had a dream. I know, like, hearing about dreams is the least interesting thing to the people who didn't have it. Mm-hmm. But two nights ago, I had a dream where I had the Winds of Winter in my hands. But you couldn't, because your eyes fell out. Yeah, it it, it hurt me to wake up. <laughs> like, like, did I wanted, you read it in the dream? What? Did you read it in your dream? Um, I opened it. I don't remember anything inside of it. Mm-hmm. But I remember feeling happy. And when I woke up, I wanted to take three spoonfuls of space honey <laughs> so that I would sleep forever. So, uh, with your dream, Winds of Winter. Yeah. If only. Well, I guess we can move on to questions now. We got a, we yeah. got a bunch in. All right. So if you want to ask us a question, you can send an ask to postgamerthrones.tumblr.com 
or to our email, postgot at gmail.com. The first question comes in from Tumblr user Deathmeets, who asks, Can you explain what Dorn and House Martell were like in the books and also give some background on Dorn and House Martell? Well. Yeah. <laughs> this is I love this question because mm-hmm. it's one that I should have read beforehand and prepared for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't. So we can wing it. Yeah. Dorn is awesome, dude. Dorn is the fucking best. Like, they went, basically when Westeros was conquered by Aegon the Conqueror, he basically absorbed every other area except Dorn, because they're just yeah. too badass. It's like invading Russia in real life. Like, yeah. you don't do a land war there, and, like, Dorn's a really cool desert, mm-hmm. and, and, like, Aegon was like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. So then Dorn was independent for like over a hundred years and that's why they have princes because they're because they're they love their independence yeah even though they like now they follow the king like the leader of dorne is still known as prince or whatever yeah and like i somewhere like 150 years later they entered the seven kingdoms like peacefully through an alliance through a marriage i think Mm -hmm. and which is hell fucking yeah Mm -hmm. peaceful dorne yeah and also, they're, like, women are in charge there, right? Oh, yeah, it's, like, the only... Yeah, it's equal primogeniture, mm-hmm. which... So if, uh, say, um, Marcella... If, if, we, if we were under Dornish law, Marcella would come before Tommen after Joffrey. Mm-hmm. And also there, it's, like, having a bastard isn't a big deal. Like, that's oh, yeah, kid and, like, that you raise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Oberyn just, like slams ass all over town and everybody's totally cool with it mm-hmm. yeah because what's the big deal like that's your kid if you're gonna raise him whatever yeah they're just basically very different from the rest of they're the social justice warriors as we yeah call. they are and like and they're kind of they're kind of shit on by other people because they're thought of as so different and they're so othered mm-hmm. and like they are kind of characterized as like hypersexual mm-hmm. hyperviolent the Dornish just like to fight and fuck mm-hmm. but um they're more than that they're great yeah. and I love them yeah and they also um historically have had a very big army mm-hmm. so um or at least that's what Duran tells people stay mm-hmm. tuned mm-hmm. but um but yeah, that's kind of the thing. They're part of the Seven Kingdoms, but they are very... They're fiercely independent. They're culturally super fucking different. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two princes that rule Dorne, Oberyn and Duran, are both of our dads. Mm-hmm. And, and Double Dornish dads. Dornish dads. Uh-huh. And uh, what else about Dorne? My two um, Martells. Um, their words are un- unbowed, unbent, and unbroken, and their sigil is a is a sun with a spear going through it, which is fucking cool. And there's like a viper on it. Mm-hmm. It's really also cool. uh, House Dane, uh, favorite house of this podcast, Spooky Starry yeah. Night, is from Dorne as well. Oh yeah, so yeah. The Tower of Joy is there. There's a lot of cool shit in Dorne. Mm-hmm. The Reach, the Reach, and Dorne don't really get along, but like Dorne's way fucking cooler. Yeah, they're just it's. It, they're just so cool because everything about them is so different from basically everywhere else in the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, like it's... you think of everywhere else as like super like Dark Ages medieval, and they're just like we live in the sand and we chill the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. Like, it's one of my favorite parts to read about in the books, just because it's such a different culture. So every line is interesting in some way mm-hmm. because it's not you're not drawing on your knowledge of medieval tropes. 
you're just like, oh, cool, weird, weird desert people. <laughs> uh, next question is from friend of the show Cheese Art, who What's asks, going? "Why don't the others just use the eagles to fly over the wall or freeze the ocean and walk around it? Why didn't Frodo just fly the yeah. ring into uh?" I guess because we need a book series. Yeah. And then, and then that is a test, by the way. <laughs> so I guess other because otherwise there would be no story. Like <laughs> shortest answer. Yeah, it's. I, I feel like they like the probably in universe answer would be like they probably could, but they just want to like fuck with everyone to show how powerful they are. Yeah, because now we kind of know that they're kind of showboaty about it, and they're they're taking their sweet ass time. Because they were real close to the wall before. Like, in the first episode, the time between Will seeing them and him being in Winterfell is one scene. Mm-hmm. And it was I think he just, like, said that he ran all night or something like that. Yeah. So they're, like, a day's, a day's ride away. Mm-hmm. But they're taking their sweet-ass time. Yeah, they Like, Alistair Thorne was, sh- like, 500 years ago, I saw them out there uh, right outside the wall. Yeah, they just want to show up at the most, like, dramatic moment. Right. They wouldn't, like, sneak in and kill everyone. They're like, look at how awesome we are. Yeah, as soon as Daenerys is like, what up? They're going to be like, all right, it's time. We should totally go over there now that there's dragons. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tumblr user Dork Phoenix asks, are there any theories that are really out there that you think could still happen or that you want to happen? By the better way, fucking believe it. By the way, I love the show, and I hope you guys should post for a long time. Oh, thank you. Right. Dork Phoenix. That's a great URL. Dork Phoenix. Sure you're, sure you're a great person. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll get into, uh, to the... Yeah, I, I, I got one for this week. It's, it's not... It's, it's out there in the sense that I don't think people will believe it, but not to the... It won't be to the level of denial that, say, haters of the Varys Merling theory. I feel like of the theories we know, this is, like, so far in the books, up to book five, I feel like the theories or prophecies or whatever that just have to be resolved in some way is, uh, like, Azor Ahai, the prince that was promised. Yeah. And, like, the, uh, was it, the dragon has three heads, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like those two are, like... Ha- There's a yeah. shit ton of Danny ones. Just yeah, there has three to be Three treasons you will know, and three mounts you must ride. Uh-huh. And all that shit. Yeah, I, as much as I would love Clegane Bowl, I feel like that's the least of, like, major fan theories. Yeah, as a chance. Pretty much every reputable A Song of Ice and Fire like analyst that I follow mm-hmm. shits on it constantly, mm-hmm. and it hurts my skull. I know, but <laughs> but you know, yeah, just not even because like oh it would be like it would resolve this story or it would solve this. I just want to see it happen. Yeah, <laughs> like it's purely for selfish reasons. It truly is. Um, what else? Uh. I think that the these aren't really out there, I guess. But like, I also think that we're going to see the culmination of the Maggie the Frog prophecy, the Gold Door Shrouds, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one has to. Um, I, you know, I know there's a million out there theories. Like, well, we're here. You want to just like, okay, who do you think will not live to the end of the series? Ooh, I love this question. Um, uh, I think Ned- the next. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think Tommen's dead next. Oh yeah, Tommen's Tommen's shit out of luck uh-huh. real soon. Mm-hmm. Um, major spoilers at this point. Um, hope you're not listening if you're following along for the first time. 
Um, just skip I, like five minutes ahead if you yeah. really want to be spoiled for everything forever. I'm trying to think of who I'm for sure is gonna. Oh, speed. This is this kind of ties in nicely that like from one of the very first chapters of a Game of Thrones. John has this really cryptic thing that he says to Arya mm-hmm. about when the spring when the spring thaw comes they'll find they'll find you frozen in the ice with a needle still locked in your hands mm-hmm. and that sounds a lot like Arya might not make it through winter no which is real sad uh-huh. so I love me some Arya but I do think that she's a lot more I'm I'm fairly confident that Sansa's going to make it mm-hmm. me too but Arya I'm a little on the fence about I'm pretty sure Bran's going to make it Cersei. I, uh, no, Cersei's gonna die. I would give her, like, a 45% chance of living. I think Jamie might also die, too. Might, but I feel like he, of all, well, no, Tyrion probably has the highest chance of living. Of all the Lannisters. I, I want to think that at least one of the golden people will, and I, by that I mean main characters, not Lannisters, yeah. will, will kick it. And I feel like it, even if it's, like, in the major climactic battle at the end, I feel like John, Danny, or Tyrion has to kick it. Uh-huh, yeah. And, I don't know, maybe it'll be all three and the White Walkers will win or whatever, but... I, I really think at the end of it, it won't matter who is king, like, at right. all. In the overall scheme of the story. Yeah. I'm very... My interest in who's king is fairly small, because I want it to be Stannis, and I know that it probably won't be. Mm-hmm, but I, I'm still invested in who lives and who dies. Yeah, of course. But, um... Lady Stoneheart's gonna kick it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bran's gonna make it because I love her, and I think Duran Martell's gonna fucking make it. Yeah, he has to. Hell yeah. He's just chilling out. He's like not even near anyone. I think the Hound's gonna kick it. Mm, maybe. Because I don't. I don't think he's just gonna. Because I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I don't think the Hound is gonna win Clegane Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I still want to see it. Um. Man, I have like I'm sure deep down in my drafts there's like a list of every character and of our and their fate. Yeah, but I can't like think of any right now. And just next week we'll just like we'll be in the middle of a discussion. And I'll be like, oh yeah, Thoris of Mir is gonna make it. <laughs> we'll just kind of sprinkle. Oh, oh, Wyman Manderly alive. Oh, for real. <laughs> um, what do you think's gonna happen to Theon? Oh, I feel like he's gonna live. Man, it's not looking good for him though. I know, but like he's already been through so much shit, I feel like... I know. Like, I want him to live, and even his internal monologue is like, I just want to die. Mm. It's like, the happiest thing for me would be to die. Yeah, that's why I feel like he's gonna live. (laughs) I know, and I want him to live, because I guess I'm selfish. Uh And, like, the, um... Oh, wait, there's a a Winds of Winter sample chapter that kind of gets into it. So I'm not gonna spoil that for you. Oh, thank you. But, uh, yeah, uh, if you're listening, uh, read Theon 1 from The Winds of Winter, and uh, let me privately know what you think, because it's a pretty fucking good chapter. Uh, we have one more question from Tumblr user Mano Saroy. How's it going? Who asks, so there's plenty of bullshit in the show that nobody likes, but what are some things in the books that you don't like? Davos. Other than Davos chapters. <laughs> for me, it's like... George R. R. Martin gets a lot of shit for it, but he spends a lot of time talking about food. Yeah, his just I just glaze over. Yeah, it it helps that um, somebody pointed out to me once that the reason that he's doing that could be because it's always like bountiful feast hall descriptions, mm-hmm. and the reason that he could do that would be to 
have contrast for when it's winter and nobody has any food. Uh huh. Yeah, I can see. Kind of make that that contrast higher, but mm-hmm. yeah, I get that. It, it's really annoying, and it makes me glaze over for a couple paragraphs too. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of the same way about like history, even though it's super important. But when it's just like, oh, we're here on Pike, which is where the fisherman's daughter lives. The fisherman's grandmother was Valerian the Black Dread, mm-hmm. and like it. It means nothing to me until I'm reading theories months later, and I'm like, "Oh yes, the fisherman's daughter is a dragon." And <laughs> yeah, so and also, uh, anytime th- he just starts talking about sex, because I can't, I just imagine him reading it to me. Yeah, it's a disaster every time, mm-hmm. and it's always uh-huh. Tyrion sex or like, I don't know. Yeah, it's um. I also, it seems like especially in the last, the latest two books, he, he's he also been relying a lot on really overt cliffhangers, which is kind of a bummer. I don't really like that that much. Like, there's the there's the Brienne cliffhanger at the end of A Feast for Crows, and the, there's even an Arya cliffhanger at the end of A Feast for Crows, which you see at the end of Season 5. Yeah. And, I don't know, it's it seems a little, a little lazy. Hmm. But to be fair, he has a lot to do. Yeah. And I understand, but like I'm invested, dude. You ain't got to cliffhang me. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I w- if I was still reading this, I would have just flat out answered the Greyjoys because they I, didn't. I do said, anything. Yeah, a lot but, of their chapters didn't really hook me as much as I would. I like the the Kingsmoot stuff, just because yeah. I like any situation where like we're electing a new leader. Like that's always a cool scenario for me. Yeah. But everything else is kind of just like okay, we fight and we have sex and we're all dickheads. Like. All right. I was talking to a friend of the show, Cheese Art, about this last night. Actually, mm-hmm. that like I, after I was done reading about the Greyjoys, I really started to appreciate them because then you understand that Euron is like this cartoon evil villain in this world of realism, mm-hmm. and that Victorian is just this brute with literally zero brain cells. Brute idiot! Just, like what? He just like he spo- loves to fight. This is spoilers again, I guess, for anyone not caught up on the books. But what's the plan? Euron's like, you need to go and find me this Targaryen woman so I can marry her and rule the world. And he's like, oh, sure, definitely. And then they get on the boat, and he's like, no, I'm gonna marry her. Yeah, isn't that he's his like, plan? Yeah, like he sends he sends Victorian like the wrong way around the world just so like when he gets there Euron's already gonna be fucking Danny. Uh-huh. Like just like big fuck you to him for no reason. I know. And isn't a thing like Euron fucked Victorian's wife or something? Yeah, and then Victorian had to kill her because the Greyjoys are garbage. Yes. <laughs> what a great people. Yeah. It's but yeah, I, I appreciate the the absolute wildness of the Greyjoys, mm-hmm. and like in hindsight, yeah, in hindsight, because it, it's 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 tough to get through some of those chapters when you don't know, mm-hmm. when you don't care about old Wyke and it's like all really, of the weird. It's really like when you're reading Game of Thrones for the first time, you're like, who are these people? Like, what's going on? Who is who? Why is this important? Because it's really when we get there, it's really your first exposure to them, other than Theon talking about them, probably, or like other yeah. people saying how terrible they are. And man, they just, they seem so far removed from Theon, even, like, Theon is uniquely shitty, but, like, in a way, in, like, even misogynistic in the way that the Greyjoys are, mm-hmm. but in, like, a different way, they just feel like they're in a different universe. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like 
they're just like superheroes and supervillains over there, and yeah. they're having like battle axe tossing contests at each other. That's just what they do. They throw knives and axes at their fingers for no reason. Yeah, and like Victorian is angry because there's monkeys on his ship, and they won't leave him alone. And <laughs> yeah. it's 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 wild. It's a comic book, but it with, really is with like wife stealing and murder. Yeah. I also like Asha. We haven't really mentioned her. Mm-hmm. But Asha, I she think... She really is... gets, like, the short end of the stick in the show. It's yeah, she happens, really does. Like, Theon tries to fuck her, and then finds out it's his sister, and then she tries to save him and doesn't, and that's it. Yeah, that's... I mean, we'll get to that in, like, eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that scene was garbage trash. A little spoiler alert for you. Anyway. Good episode. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. In short... In short, we liked it. We were still yeah, so enjoying the show. If you skip forward ninety minutes, don't don't even bother going back because here's a summary. It was good. <laughs> yep, and we're. I feel like maybe after like after the next episode, or maybe starting at the next episode. I don't remember exactly when it. I, I'm talking about like the trial. You know when that yeah. begins. Like that's what I remember of season one. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Everything after that, I'm like, oh yeah, this happens and this happens, you know. Yeah. Well, there's a thing that happens on the road with Cat and Tyrion, which I feel like is next episode. So it's it's either one or two episodes away. I feel like. Yeah. But in my opinion, everything just starts to get better from here. Like yeah. it's been good so far, but now everything, all the memorable stuff, starts to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned. Anyway. If you, for whatever reason, if you want to reach me, uh, Brock Tringle on Tumblr and Twitter. And uh, if you want to hear uh, this week's terrific theory, oh, uh, didn't get to it. I mean, do you, do you do you have time? Yeah, do you want to? I got all the time in the world, buddy. All right, good because I typed out some shit. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Alright, so this episode ended with Cat arresting Tyrion for the attempted murder of Bran, mm-hmm. which has never really felt... The mystery of the, the cat's paw hasn't really ever felt quite right in the same way that we were talking about the incest, how it just doesn't really like fully connect and feel satisfying. Mm-hmm. And most of the prophecies and the mysteries in the series tie up pretty neatly. Mm-hmm. So it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. So um, we, from the books, and I guess probably offhand in the show, we get that it's it's assumed that Joffrey did it, um, Joffrey, or Jamie assumes that Joffrey did it to impress Robert, and Tyrion is drunk at the time, so he's just like, this is fine. This, <laughs> this makes sense. So Jamie figures that for attention, uh, under the constant surveillance that a prince has, finds some, like, homeless murderer, steals a knife from the armory, gathers a bag of 90 silver stags, and then tells the guy to kill Bran eight days after they've left town to not rouse suspicion, but then is going to go tell the king about it. It's both simultaneously too smart and too stupid to be done. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so when, in the, in the books, and probably in the show, I don't remember, when uh, when Joffrey's is like, I'm no stranger to Valyrian steel, and Tyrion's drunk off his ass, so he's like, that's an admission of doing it, he did it. Mm-hmm. End of discussion. <laughs> And that's in A Storm of Swords, and George R. R. Martin went on record at saying, as saying that the cat's paw mystery would be solved in A Storm of Swords. So, you know, you read that and you're like, oh, okay, I guess this is right. Um, but, uh, Tyrion kind of has a tendency to believe what he wants to believe. Um, if you want to look at, for example, his relationship with Shay, 
and her being li- literally in love with him, which is probably not the case. And the fact that he thinks he's a pure baby angel who everybody should love, uh, which is not the case. <laughs> so, um, I would, so Joffrey's pretty questionable. Yeah. Um, I think most would agree. Um, and here's where I think even more people would agree. Here's who really did it. Um, the three eyed crow. <laughs> we have to think, uh, critically about this. And we have to think about who would benefit from the murder of Bran knowing that it would spark war between the Starks and the Lannisters. Um, we would think that because they have similar plans, uh, Varys and Littlefinger might be up to up to no good but they're off in king's landing we haven't met him yet it wouldn't re- really make a whole lot of narrative sense because they're not even around so they're not prime suspects so it had to be somebody at, in winterfell at the time of robert's uh offer to ned mm-hmm. and who else was there but mance fucking raider he was he was not in the he show he tells John, well, we don't know. He was in the back of the feast hall. That's true. <laughs> he tells John in a storm of swords that he's been to Winterfell plenty of times. Yeah, he even and mentions, I was there the day the king was. He sure fucking was. Yeah. And he tells John that he took a loot and a bag of silver when he scaled the wall mm-hmm. and got there. So the loot, we found out, is what gained him entry because Robert likes music and he wanted he wanted a fucking party. And the silver was used to buy him a cat's paw. Mm-hmm. But, because we find yeah. a bag of silver okay. of 90 whatever silver stags in the <laughs> fucking place where the cat's ball was hiding mm-hmm. so why would George R. R. Martin include this story other than like it's just like a cool story and it's like a neato thing but when you look at it not through the lens of John and look through the lens of this dude is trying to fucking invade the seven kingdoms so and Mance knows his history so he knows that about 70 years ago, Raymond Redbeard, the former king beyond the wall, uh, tried to bring his people south, which Mance is trying to do. But he was stopped by Ned's great-granddad at the Battle of Long Lake. I don't know any of this off the top of my head. I had to do research for this. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wildlings tried to move south, but uh, Ned Ned's great-granddad fucked him up. So he knows that the only way that they'll make it south is if the Starks are either dead or distracted. And war with the crown or with the Lannisters is a great fucking way to do that. And, you know, Mance even notes that he made passing note of Lord Eddard's children and the wolf pups that ran at their heels. Mm-hmm. And it takes, uh, if you do a little research on the currency of Westeros, it takes 210 stags to make one gold coin. Um, so that's not a whole lot to, uh, to try to assassinate a, uh, a, a lord's son. So, you have to think that Joffrey, who's like a Lannister and who fucking pays him gold, and they're all fucking about gold, and is also a prince, would, like, not have the money to pay the cat's paw more. It makes a lot more sense for somebody who doesn't know shit about Southern money to offer such a low, low sum, because to somebody who has a very limited understanding of Westerosi culture, which we find out from the pink letter, which Mance wrote, mm-hmm. um, possibly... Definitely. That, yeah. So we'll get to that in like ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a lot more sense for somebody who's ignorant of the culture to make such a weird uh, bounty. Yes. So, um, hmm. Mance did it. But where? Uh, did, but where did he get the dagger from? Uh, he fucking fucking stole it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. He's king beyond the wall. He has daggers. Mm-hmm. He has Valyrian steel. Valyrian steel, maybe. 
And a Valyrian steel dagger is such like a weird thing to have. Like every every other reference of Valyrian steel is swords. Like a dagger. Maybe maybe, maybe Littlefinger and Mance are working together. Who's to say? I haven't looked into that yet. But you're about to. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I saw like I was googling Mance cat's paw, mm-hmm. and I saw some theories that were like I used to believe in this theory, but then, and then it was just like the Google preview, and I was just like, nope, not clicking that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Full steam ahead on this one. Yeah. So, um, Mance did it. Okay. Uh, in short, if you, just, I, if you skipped ahead to the very end. I definitely more believable than the merman theory. Still some holes in it, but I'm willing to accept that one. It didn't Thanks. didn't rustle my jimmies as much as <laughs> as I was expecting. What was your problem with the Merling theory? It's like... They're ice zombies and vampires. Yeah, but, but I no, I believe I I believe Merlings can exist, but I don't think Varys is a Merling. Why not? Just because he's lived an entire life. Like you mean at <laughs> no point, no one noticed his slippery fins. They're not snails. Like they don't leave a trail. I know, but st- like if you were hiding a fishtail your whole life, even until now. There would have been some point where someone saw it. All right, well, we'll meet halfway. Maybe this is an aquamarine situation. Did you ever see the 2003 movie Aquamarine? Is that the one with the fish girl who yeah, turns into a girl. fish in a bathtub? Was Britney Spears <laughs> in that movie? I don't remember. It's been a long time. I feel like but there's some movie where Britney Spears was a mermaid. I am almost positive that's true. <laughs> okay. All I can think of right now is Crossroads. <laughs> okay. That is not that movie. Yeah, that's not that one. Um, maybe it's that situation where when Varys goes on land, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's got, he's got legs, mm-hmm. but when you sprinkle a little bit of water on him, then he gets a big old floppy fish tail. Definitely more likely. So when he was, when he jumped into the secret aqueducts, mm-hmm. uh, of the Red Keep, him and Illyrio got some fins. He got slippery. Got, got some scales. Through. Yeah. Can't scale the red keep unless you got scales. Perfect. Boom. Tagline. Boom. Got him. <laughs> well, I already told people where they could talk to me, so where can they reach you for more of these fantastic theories? Um, yeah, um, I'm Sirius Jones on Tumblr, and I have just launched my I Hate Davos tag. Um, I went back and tagged all the posts where I explain why he's garbage. Um, and it's got over 70 posts to this time, I believe. Wow. So um, so check that out. Um, I'm also Brooks, Brooks as a noun on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm Brooks in real life. If you see me around, you want to say hi, um, please do. Mm-hmm. Talking to Eddie once a week is the only time I talk to people anymore. Yeah. It's, it's really, this is all I have. Yeah. And it's, it's not much, let <laughs> me tell you. <laughs> but it's enough. Yeah. Well, on that note, we'll, we're going into our coffins to lie and wait until next week when we record once again. Thank God. Yeah. So fucking bright out here. We're the vampires. The rumored vampires. Da da da. <laughs> See you later. Oh, wait. Before we go, review us on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Fucking... We may be vampires, but we're, we still need to plug our shit. So yeah. if you give us a review, s- it, it helps because we get yeah, more visible. So more people. But uh, only if you're going to do a good one, which you yeah, should if do. If you're going to do a bad one, like why? Fuck off. Yeah, like, fuck off and never come back and go listen to like, I don't know, 
go listen to some Twilight podcast. I don't know why I'm giving so much shit to Twilight this episode. I know. It's like 2007 in here. I love it. I know. It's just... Like... I'm Like, who would... Are there, like, Game of Thrones haters? Yeah. But, but what's their thing, then? Um... I don't know. Probably everybody dying for shock value or whatever. I don't know. It's... Whatever. If if you like us, give us a review. If you don't, uh, fuck off and never come back. Yeah. Not really. And like, if, if you want, you could download an episode and never listen to boost our numbers. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Um, and uh, we left room for the Holy Spirit on this episode. But uh, if you'd like to be the third person on on an episode, uh, hit us up. Yeah, let us know. Many episodes to come. Oh. <laughs> See you then. Da 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 da